Hello, it's Pete here, and welcome to a bonus edition of EdTech Innovators. This time, there is just one question to be debated, and that is, what happens when you enter the teaching profession as we start to come out of lockdown? I hope you enjoy. Hi, Patrick Otley O'Connor from North Liverpool Academy. It's great to have you here and you're going to help us uh, guide our way through or navigate our way through the difficulties that teachers and um, trainee teachers are encountering in the current crisis. So, uh, hi, has it been a good day for you so far? Uh, so far, so good. It's the fifth anniversary of uh, Women Ed today. So I've, I've written a blog for them for he for she. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, how during lockdown, in fact, some of the things that have been found globally uh, around women who do more at home traditionally do it even more at home for mm. how we can as he for she at home uh, as men do our part uh, to support our families support our partners etc uh, so I've, I've been been doing a fair bit of work with that along with a couple of coaching conversations this morning with um, with colleagues and, and hooking up with the SLT early on today in fact later on this afternoon I have an SLT as well so life carries on very busily albeit through zoom and google meets and microsoft teams and whatever else mm. but, but it does carry on it can be productive at the same time can't it but strangely enough yes so what i'll start off with um, there's a few things that i want to be talking about one of them if we get time that is so firstly what to expect as an nqt and how this will be different now um how they can look after themselves as an nqt how uh, north liverpool academy is dealing with the crisis if we want to talk about this, how you feel the government has handled this, and um, Twitter, of course. So uh, we're interested in how you use Twitter, because as I said to you uh, by, by email, Patrick, um, not all heads understand how to use social media as well as you do. So um, we don't want to talk about Hurricane. We'll introduce Hurricane later on too much if we don't want to, but at least we can talk about Twitter if that's okay with you. Yes, yeah, certainly. Brilliant. So. Can we start with uh, what our wonderful uh, LJMU trainees can expect um, as they become NQTs? Uh, in, a, in a normal year, if I was speaking to NQTs, and a normal year is always the people who do that inverted comma thing normal, because in education, what, what, what is normal is it's ever changing. Uh, and in fact, the piece of advice I would give to people is that uh, you prepare as well as you can for the information you've got available at the time. And things will change and that actually the one consistent you'll find in your education career this is my 34th career as a teacher year as a teacher and i don't think there's a year gone by where something hasn't changed and in fact in some years most recent years we've seen changes not just at the start of the year or end of a year but throughout the year and that, that continues so i think it's a good preparation in some way starting off with a major change i started my teaching career amid the teaching industrial action of the 80s. I did my training through there, started training in 1983. And every lunchtime, we had to leave school to go to a local youth club. All the teachers went and just left the head and SLT in school with all the children. Sure, health and safety have something to say about that now. And we just played pool and had toast and kept out of the way for dinner time and then came back in and taught our lesson because that was the industrial action that was going on. Well, I went on for about two years, as I remember, and that was a real weird start to my teaching career. And then came back in and setting up the doing the clubs and everything else that goes with it. And then something else comes along, the national curriculum, and then something else comes along, the way we assess, and then that changes again. 
and people talk about pendulums swinging backwards and forwards or things coming full circle, things change. So I would say to NQTs, uh, we've got to take the pandemic very seriously. Of course we have. And things have to change the results. Of course they have. But it won't be career defining other than going as you normally would do throughout your, your placements you've had so far and adapt to the change. You improvise, you adapt, you overcome and, and, and meet the needs of the children as, as we go through. And I think one difference you may find is in schools, and this is, this is meant to reassure, but it's also to go with our eyes open, that the people you would normally go in to work with, the mentors within school, your subject mentors or your phase mentors, your uh, school link, the people who know the best, even the head teachers, this is all new to them as well. So you'll have gone in normally and everything will have been solid and they will have their processes in place. Things are, have been turned upside down. Uh, and as we start moving back into schools from June the 1st onwards this year through the summer term, when we get to September and people are taking up their places and QTs, don't expect it to be as it was last September. We'll still be in that phased position going forward. None of us really know. So everything I'm saying now is with me and my crystal ball, I have to look in the same as everybody else's. Uh, and, and I think we'll be going back into some sort of phased entrance or socially distanced start with students. And that will change. That first year will be very interesting as a result of that. Uh, you'll all be able to wear a badge of honour saying I was a COVID 2020 uh, NQT. And you'll, you'll, when, you, when you're, you're 34 years into your career, you'll be talking back to how that was a really interesting time at the start of work when you start teaching. And you may say things like, I can remember everything had changed, but really nothing had changed. So first yes, that's it. Well, the only thing that he taught me was that there's going to be change because, you know, I'm sure in 34 years we'll all be teaching on hoverboards. Well, that's what we were saying back in 1983 when the first Back to the Future film came out. You know, we, we, you don't really know what that future is going to be like, apart from we will, see, we will see change. And it's for us as teachers, as professionals, to help shape that and go with it. And, 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 and when those changes come in, turn them, shape them, improvise, adapt, overcome to make it the best possible position for the students in our care and give them the best possible deal. I'm still waiting for those hoverboards, Patrick. They're just not coming yet, are they? <laughs> Shane. So given that in many cases nothing has changed insofar as an NQT still needs to be an NQT and will still be mentored and everything else, mm -hmm. how do you think that they should look after themselves? Because they are you know, rightly worried about their own health and well-being and, and so on. Yeah, well, when I came and spoke uh, at uh, the university previously to, to the cohorts around that and I focused on mental health and well-being, not, nothing's changed on that either. And, and again, the first day in September last year and the year before, as I will do this year, will be a slide of me and my family and the words that say, look after yourself first before helping others so we can make the biggest possible difference for our students. Mm. And that advice is rock solid. And that, that is how I will start the year. That's what I'd recommend everybody else to do. And that is for each NQT, each person as they go in, to make sure all the sporting activities, the reading, the socialising, maybe not the same as when they were fully fledged students but you do you carry on those things you do what makes you happy to keep yourself balanced and to look after your own mental health and well-being it is about owning your own mental health and well-being to make sure that the nqt year you're not surviving it but you're thriving and you are setting good practice and good examples for yourself for the for the future people do talk about the nqt year being that hardest year that you will have as a teacher and i think maybe that is 
still the case because you're still building your resources, you're still developing relationships and managing expectations with classes, and, and that's that you can't get over that. But actually, the harder you work, then the harder you should work to create a balance. So I know at <clears throat> times when I'm under pressure as a head teacher, I make sure that I also build in my times of relaxation. Sometimes you just have to knuckle down and get done, and that's okay for short periods of time. You know, having a governor's meeting and having a, a parents' evening and having a sports club or a year six residential and those sort of things, those things eat into your evening time, and then if you've got planning and preparation again, that can, that can take its toll. Actually, you can, we can all deal with that for a short period of time. But that's when you've got to build extra things in. So I would, I, would, I, would, I would suggest that in the NQT year, plan things in your diary that you can stick to. Or if you need to cancel, you can cancel. So for us, we, we like to go away. So once a month, maybe that's going to be the case post-pandemic, post-corona, I don't know. But we'll, we'll have something in the diary. So we'll go to the theatre or we'll go to see family or friends or we'll go away on a mini break or we'll we book our holidays in advance and that my wife's wonderful at getting cheap deals and flights to places or, or was let's say uh, and make sure you've got those um, flagpole moments through the year so that you're pacing that alongside the pressure you're going to have as well so I think it's the onus is on people not to say well I'm gonna have a tough year so I'll just get on with it I think plan for that because you'll have those points in your career as well as you go forward and and uh, and, and and there's always something else to come along so if it's your NQT year that puts pressure on you well, if you have children, that will put pressure on you. Now, that pressure never stops. You're always having to manage those sort of things. I'm at the other end of that now. Although we've got five, five kids, they're growing up. My parents are elderly and actually putting time in for those things. Those things are there still. That's part of my life. And I, I, we, talk, we talk about work-life balance. I think that's a bit of a misnomer, really. Um, work's a big part of my life. It's just making sure my life feels balanced with the paid bit and the non-paid bit. Of what what I do, I think with you, if you talked about the we use this uh, analogy of um, of, of um, people putting their own oxygen mask on before yes. they put other people's on, a bit like the airlines advisors too. Um, yes. So really, it's, it's like that. I think more broadly. Yes, no, absolutely. And, and in fact, uh, you, someone reminded me this morning when I, I used that analogy with them for themselves, the head teacher I was talking to this morning, and I'd said, "Make sure you put your own oxygen mask on first And she laughed. It was a bit of an ironic laugh. She said she, she, she knew I was going to say that and she was going to do something with her staff very similar. And she Googled oxygen mask and obviously during the moment with the people wearing masks, <laughs> all sorts of things came up. But the analogy still holds true of that if you're on a plane, the thing you do is you put your own mask on before helping others. And, and, and uh, I think it, that's exactly where we should be. You're in the best possible shape if you look after yourself before looking after colleagues and helping to make the biggest possible difference for the children. So absolutely that. So talking of the children, how do you feel your school is, is coping with the crisis? I mean, what's, what's, what kind of things are you getting um, from the parents and from the kids as well? Well, we've had some good feedback. So I'm, I'm, um, it's very hard during a time like now to blow our own trumpet to say how wonderful things are because families are suffering right now. And, st you know, that's children and staff as well. And we, 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 our school works in a, an area of fairly high deprivation. We're almost 70% free school meals. And that, that brings some challenges. Uh, Food-wise, digital, digital wealth-wise, you know, accommodation-wise, I'm sitting talking here from my orangery on the back of my house, which is, you know, a nice-sized house. I've been working for 34 years and being the age I am. Um, 
we've got families working, you know, children on top of each other, trying to share a space where they're trying to do some sort of home learning while life is carrying on. Mm. And it's, it's hard for people. So what I can say is the staff have been absolutely remarkable in um, Emily, the acting principal within the school and the, the senior team who were sort of setting out the stall as it goes to the, the middle leaders, the people who organise the work within the faculties within the team, so within science and maths and English and, and, and so on. And, and, the, and our pastoral support and our inclusion team who really do a great deal with the most vulnerable children and making sure they have their daily contacts and, and that sort of thing. So face-to-face -face is not necessarily flesh-to-flesh -flesh, as it were in person, but using links like this and the technologies, we've, we've gone the extra mile. We've spent tens of thousands of pounds on top of what the government's given in, in terms of making sure that every child has got and every family's got food on the table and, and the free school meals part of things, because that's not been without challenge either. But the, we, 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 we're pleased in the deal that we've been giving our students. Um, we, what we, what we, we will still be counting the full cost emotionally when we come back because uh, we, we try and reach out to, to every family, to every child and make sure we do that. We're feeling pretty confident that we've been doing that quite well and that safeguarding remains the, the highest priority in our role uh, as the teaching profession. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite a sobering thought of, of the, the, the influence we can have and we, we should have in, in supporting families and making sure they're, they're, they're safe and, and support and the basic needs are being met, met as well as uh, the, the education part of it. So I, I suppose with that, the education we've provided, although we've, 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 we've provided regular lessons through, uh, we use Google Meets in school mm. quite a lot. So the work that's been flowing there, we've had really good engagement with that, uh, with the students. We started off at about 80, 80 to 95% engagement for year groups, and then dipped a little bit of after Easter, and now we've come back up again. Mm. So always keeping on to those students and making sure that, that they're fine. But actually, it's the bigger piece of work around ensuring we're touching base with the children that they're, they're okay. Mm. Um, is, is the bigger piece of work. So if, if anything, we've tipped uh, ourselves more towards the well-being that we did pretty well anyway, uh, because I think that's where an investment needs to be in, in, in helping people and equipping people to look after themselves and keep fresh with the resources we supply. Supply there, We have a, a well-being team of, of staff that have been supplying on a daily and a weekly basis, a series of challenges and things to keep children engaged in, things that allow them to reflect and keep connected as well. Some of the silly competitions, it's as daft as it sounds, we've done things like um, the, the Lou Roll Challenge where staff were juggling it and then we've put that over to the students for them to be able to do. We did a staff video uh, last, last week with uh, an S Club 7 song, Reach. We even got Bradley from S Club 7 to introduce the video for us. Oh, yeah. So that was great. As a, and we all dressed up and did our bit and I'd got a suit on but took my jacket off and no sleeves on my shirt and I was wearing shorts when I stood up from the, t you know, that the sort of thing that you've seen a thousand times on social media, but yeah. doing those and then, and then challenging the students to do their own recordings or do their own. And, and every week we've got those sort of things there again to help people engage. And that, that's, that's gone well for the students uh, with the assemblies that we have around that, but equally staff briefing. We have a, we, every Thursday when we're in regular school, we have a staff briefing. Uh, that people come to, which is our mental health and well-being staff briefing, where staff nominate each other for mental health and well-being stars of the week and a whole variety of things. But we've been doing that briefing in lockdown. 141 turned up last Thursday. Wow. You know, we have 130, top 130s, 140s turn up every week from staff for a volunteer briefing to come along just to connect and share and, 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 and then enjoy, share some of the issues, but share some of the, 
the, the fun that we're having. You know, the, the dodgy haircuts. You know, one guy had his head shaved just because his kids were cutting the hair, and they shared that as a little clip. You know, that that sort of thing that that, that we are doing to keep ourselves connected doing that with the staff trying to model it with the staff so we then model it for the students as well mm. and you, you managed to get bradley from s club out of obscurity as well which is <laughs> that's incredible i tell you what i didn't even know there was a bradley in s club but i'm seriously impressed that we got him to come on a video <laughs> <laughs> brilliant on on a more serious note um what, what about the government's handling of this if you if you're happy to talk about this without committing professional suicide what would you say about that um it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? And, and I, as a head, you try not to be political. So I'll say the things I've, I've probably liked and where I think there could be greater clarity. I thought uh, as we were closing our schools down, we were support, I felt well supported in closing the schools down in making the decision when it was and how those things occurred when we all came together. And I think getting us to do that went quite well. I think to support some of our families, some of the early decisions around furlough were useful and actually took a lot of our families took a nice sigh of relief that those sort of things were in place. Now we know there are all sorts of holes in that. People have carried on uh, covering that. I, I, I've liked when political the political parties have come out to try and support each other and not score points. I've not liked it when they have scored points or tried to score points uh, from it. So um, in terms of I've liked some of the unity unity I've seen from some of the. Uh, from from other political parties, and I'm probably not enjoying as much now as we are looking to open some of the wrangling that's gone on regarding uh, some of the public wrangling that's going on. That's really, I suppose, my bigger issue is with the media and how we do that. And I, I've spent a chunk of my time using social media and using our work within school with our families and and uh, and, and teachers, but also the head teachers everywhere else. What elsewhere? I'm trying to say, just be calm and keep doing what's the right thing to do and actually forget when when the sun or the mirror produces an article that tells us that teachers are layabouts and are shirking the responsibilities or somebody else then tries to go the opposite way just to try and sport, uh, score points and unwind up for either read of eight or clickbait on some social media comment and, and those things have frustrated me uh, it has frustrated me when politicians of, of all parties have joined in a bit of that um, so I, 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 prob I probably won't commit more than that to where it's going, but I, I the, the trust we've, within the Northern Schools Trust, uh, Nigel Ward, our CEO, has taken a strong lead, taking advice all the way and, and erred on the side of caution, but always erred on the side of children and families. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, been, that's been useful to do that. Locally, politically, uh, we, are, we are independent from the local authority, but Steve Reddy, uh, and his, his, his role as the DCS, uh, Director of Children's Services, I think has provided some strong leadership there as well. And I perhaps wouldn't have always said that. And I think that's been welcomed and I think that continues. And, and actually uh, the, local, the local authority in those terms have been talking on a regular basis with head teachers to shape how we're going to progress and move forwards. Mm. Uh, I suppose in, in Liverpool, we're, uh, whether fortunate is the right word, but... Um, with a decision being made by the mayor that we won't be going back on mass on the 1st of June. There's a lot of people to sit back and learn and it will be shortly after that. I'm sure when we'll start doing our face to faces and we'll start reopening slowly in secondary to year tens and, and six formers. Mm. Um, not forgetting that actually the sevens, eights and nines won't have that access yes. in the same way. So 
we, we were using the same sort of period of time to give the messages out to families that it's more important than ever that they engage with the online resources and the online learning and the teachers that are there for them throughout through their time because for those students it's six months without stepping foot in a building mm. for the year 10s and 12s who are coming back they're not going back to normal lessons normal lessons won't resume for quite a period of time but the way we operate to allow people to access their own learning make sure they've got the digital resources they need and and everything else they need to be able to work and and, and i suppose some of the work we'll be doing with the, the year 10s is addressing some of the misconceptions things that are developing while they're they're doing some of the online work and not having a teacher in front of them for the for the real-time teaching. Mm. Well, as a, I mean, there's a really nice segue uh, into uh, talking about Twitter um, specifically and, and social media more broadly, because you were talking about putting stuff out on Twitter to engage in debates about policy and so on. So on one hand, do you feel as though that being on Twitter as an educator means that you're part of that echo chamber, that sort of, you know, um, invidious kind of echo chamber? But on the other hand, you can build, you can build some very positive aspects to your career towards your communication. So, for example, yes. um, can we talk about Hurricane? We can. Now, Hurricane came out of hibernation this year. Hurricane is my tortoise for those people that don't know yet. Hurricane is a 65-year-old Iranian spur-thighed tortoise. When we, we had a neighbour who moved, moved away to a house with no garden about 15 years ago and we adopted him. His name was Fred. My wife had never had a pet. She'd always dreamed as a little girl of having a pet called, a tortoise called Hurricane. So it was renamed Hurricane Fred. Um, so that's where Hurricane, Hurricane came into our life and, and lives in the garden. And actually, to be honest, Outside of lockdown, he just goes about his business doing head putting the footballs and rugby balls and whatever else around the garden, eating the weeds and, and living his life. And it's just nice to be able to go and see. But um, there's a, a hashtag I would recommend on Twitter called Teacher Five a Day for any teacher. And it's about, again, it's around well being. It's, it's the five ways of well being that around staying connected and, and being mindful, noticing things, doing exercise, helping and volunteering, looking after each other, and, and learning new things as well. Research suggests, and this is not through education, but through the National Health Service a few years ago, that if we do those five things each day or each week, then we're in much better shape looking after ourselves. So most days I put out a teacher five a day tweet and Hurricane had just come out of hibernation at the start of lockdown. He was out in the garden and, and he, he gets himself squatted down, if you've not seen the video, and headbutts the ball and chases the ball around the garden. I put, I put a picture of that up and it went crazy. And it started off with, uh, the most I've ever had is, is uh, we've travelled some wonderful places in our holidays. My other recommendation is go and travel people, go and see the world, however you do that. We, we've done that, a backpack for 30 odd years. And uh, when I've travelled to some beautiful places, the Galapagos Islands, and seen whales jumping out of the water, and in Belize last year, sharks at 30 metres, all that sort of stuff's lovely. Normally gets about 10,000 views. Hurricane dribbling a football around the garden is now at 2.1 million views on Twitter. People have gone a bit locked down, stir crazy. But the serious point was that was a teacher five a day tweet. I was tweeting saying, I was talking about encouraging people to in lockdown do some exercise. There he was playing football. And actually also the hashtag of notice, as in notice things around you. Slow down and just look at the things you've got. I hear of teachers in, in schools that, that miss whole chunks of their children's lives. They miss those nativities, they miss the swimming lessons, they miss them growing up, they miss birthdays even sometimes because they've got that on or the other on. And sometimes mm. you just need to slow down and enjoy and book those things in and make sure they become immovable. Um, yeah. that, that's a message to the men as much as to the women out there that are teaching because 
a lot of that tends to fall again on the, on the, on the women with families having to do those things mm. uh, and, and, and the guilt when they're not doing them, I suppose. So, so Twitter has been really useful in terms of the, the teacher five a day and being connected. And you'll see from me, I'm a head teacher. I'm a very important person, you know. <laughs> That's tongue, tongue in cheek, but I've got important things to do, and I actually I want to, I want to engage in those debates. So I do. Mm. I like a bit of echo from the echo chamber because you can hear what, what the mass, what the mob, is mm. thinking. You see those things going. If I see something turning not nice and nasty, I remind people we're doing this for a reason for the children, and I, I can be a little bit of a peacekeeper in those times. But I, I like to see and engage at those levels. It gives me access to the latest research that's out there. Because people, you know, people who are writing now also share their things on, on, on Twitter. Uh, there was a, you had Dr. Susan Culture came and talked at Liverpool John Moores just before lockdown about struggling teachers, a piece of research for her thesis. I've kept in touch with her and we're in regular contact now about struggling. In fact, struggling during lockdown is a good thing to talk about, which has just been a knock on from her piece of research. And I brought that into my learning so I can then share that with my own colleagues. Mm. So it's a great way to stay connected and be connected. Some people um, Twitter stalk and they'll just see what's going on and learn that way. So there's dip the toe and engage. Some lovely forums. So if you're interested in uh, there's a the good hashtag, which is hashtag NQT chat, where I encourage everybody to just go and join and just hear and connect with other people. So you know in isolation, you're not the only one that struggles with year six on a Friday afternoon, maybe or whatever your struggle or your challenge is. And also to, to be able to see the good stuff that's going on, the ideas that we can, we can take, we can, uh, stealing's a wonderful thing in education or, or professional borrowing or whatever you want to call it. The, the sharing and, and, and the community out there is great. Now, although you said before I'm good at social media, if my kids heard that, not the five boys between 15 and 26, they'd laugh because mm. I'm not a TikToker. Yeah. I'm not a, I don't do Instagram. I've got a Facebook for a few uncles in Australia and America and that, that's it. Twitter's my platform that I use, which is a good educational uh, platform to use. Mm. There are other online resources, other platforms we can do and, and uh, there are some very useful blogs that people write. I've seen a couple of really useful blogs written this year by NQTs that, that, that have gone through there this year and shared their experiences that I think uh, the, the, uh, the, the people watching this podcast may benefit from looking at some of those. I even, I've even seen recently, just in the past few days, that people are setting up their blogs for when they're becoming an NQT to, to show their journey and to be able to share and talk. Yeah. There are some safeguarding issues you've got to remember about posting images of children and et cetera, et cetera, and then not bringing your school into disrepute mm. or saying things that would, they wouldn't be accepted. I would also say the normal common sense advice, which I know you guys have at the university have always said to people as well as be careful and, and clean up your profiles yeah. uh, your days of being that student as an undergraduate are gone uh, we're in a profession and, and you do you do need to be careful uh, but it's twitter is not a stuffy place for me it's a place of fun and sharing and engaging and connection it certainly is and it, it well it, it it's been brilliant talking to you patrick honestly it'd be good i'd love to have a lot more time but uh but we haven't got it but thank you so much um what i'm going to do for the next few hours is watch hurricane head that basketball because it's quite impressive really, yeah. isn't it? but, yeah. um but thank you so much and um we'll talk to you again soon okay thanks very much Cheers, my pleasure Bye.
thanks a lot for listening to this special edition of EdTech Innovators. Please look after yourselves and your loved ones, and hopefully you'll tune in next Tuesday. See you later. Game over.